With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, fired up on a Wednesday. Hour two. Come on in and stay a while. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thanks for allowing us into your life or radio affiliates around the country as well. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. Phone number, 877-3DP-SHOW. Tyler's standing by to take your phone calls. Poll question from hour one was kind of saucy based off of uh, something Mike Greenberg said yesterday on Get Up, Seton. Uh, the results after round one. Uh, let's see. The idea to rest the Lakers starters in game five is okay. completely insane or unappreciated genius. 88% <laughs> right now going with completely insane. Shout out to that 12% though that recognize genius when they see it. <laughs> the 12 percenters. The 12 percenters. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Davis is the world's most powerful artificial intelligence. Uh, Simone is the nun devoted to destroying her from a co-executive producer of the Big Bang Theory co-creator of Watchmen and Lost, comes Mrs. Davis, original series streaming now only on Peacock. What are we going to go with the poll question for hour two, Seton O'Connor? Uh, well, we could switch things up a little okay. bit and head over to the NFL. Head the, over yes, to the NFL. The NFL uh, is releasing their schedule of the European games tomorrow. Okay. Is that right? Um, yes, they are. Uh, European uh, games came out. The rest of the schedule oh, right, tomorrow sorry. night. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, so we have uh, five games in Europe. Which would you be cool with? Mm-hmm. Moving an NFL team to Europe, having a Super Bowl in Europe, both neither. I don't want to export our Super Bowl. It's our Super Bowl. Um, it feels like we're going to get a team at some point. I know we've been talking about this for over 10 years. Just it feels like. If that team, it's going to be Jacksonville, and I've said that before. People in Jacksonville get upset. I'm only telling you what I've been told down through the years. But, you know, there's so much more involved in this. You know, living there, uh, paying taxes there, you know, flying back and forth. What if you have a game, you know, how do you uh, schedule it where you're going to be on the West Coast, you then stay on the West Coast, you have two games. Uh, I think Jacksonville, does Jacksonville have back-to-back games in London? Uh, with this uh, European schedule, and they play at Wembley, Jacksonville, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Bills, and Tennessee Titans. They're having games in London at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which was when they built that stadium. They built it specifically to host um, to also accommodate NFL yeah. games. Yeah, is Jacksonville playing back to back games, Marvin? Yes, week okay. four and five. Okay, that's what I thought. 
and maybe that's what you do, but uh, is London, is that the place? Is that the destination? Is Mexico City? Is Germany? Uh, you know, it feels like they're trying to figure that out. And I think they were, and I don't want to put words in anybody in the NFL office's mouth, but uh, surprised at just how enthusiastic the crowds were in Germany. And now you're sending Patrick Mahomes there against the Dolphins, which I don't agree with at all. Because that, that's Tyreek Hill coming back to Kansas City. You know, you can send, you can export whatever game over there. It's not like they're going to go, I'm not going to go see that. It feels like whatever game they're getting, they're going to go see that game. Now you're taking a big game, important game, a rivalry game, Tyreek Hill coming back to Kansas City. You know, we'll still watch it. I feel bad for the, you know, the fans in Kansas City. Yeah, Paulie. I'm reading a bunch of stories. When Shad Khan first bought the Jacksonville Jaguars, that was uh, fall of 2011, there was a lot of speculations that the Jaguars, which had a nice fan base but was not you know, bringing them in too well, yeah. would eventually move to London. Yeah. There doesn't have, seem to be any traction towards that or any reporting that that is in the works. You would think we're now 11 or 12 years into this and you haven't heard anything. Do you think the NFL floated it and got too much backlash? Probably so. And this is what the NFL does. This is what a lot of these leagues do. They'll they'll send out something or they'll release it or give something to a columnist and then somebody writes something and then they wait to see what the reaction is. Or, hey, this guy's going to get disciplined or I'm hearing that this is going to happen. What's the reaction to that? And that I thought was the case with Jacksonville. It's like, let's see. How would, it, how would uh, Americans feel about this? And I think because... Nobody was thinking about Jacksonville, even though they've had some success. I don't know if it was, oh, okay, if they go to London, no big deal. But if it was, you know, any other team, that would never happen. But you have an owner who has ties to London and Shad Khan, and I think we thought maybe it's inevitable that he would be the first owner to have an NFL team there in London. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. The uh, Pro Football Focus Power Rankings out following the draft, and uh, we'll run down that list coming up a little bit. Also, Kenny Smith from TNT has got a book out. Kenny will join us coming up in the final hour of the program. Remember back in 2020, the NBA was forced to create a bubble scenario in Orlando. They were trying to get these games in during COVID and, and trying to let these teams compete safely for a title. And the so-called neutral site, it was the Lakers and the Miami Heat. And it feels like because LeBron won in the bubble, therefore it's not a full title. And I'm thinking uh, he didn't have a home court advantage. It was neutral. Every single game was on a neutral site. And why wouldn't that count as a championship? But it does feel like, oh, yeah, that's not a real championship. And I go, it is. It's a real championship. If you can make a case why it's not, I'd be interested in that. But they would have had home court advantage. They didn't have that. And now look at what we're, you know, we got the the Lakers, you know, maybe going back to the Western Conference Finals. You got the Miami Heat. Uh, They're going to be going to the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's not like these two franchises were like a, if you said Detroit was playing Charlotte, and you go, well, they actually, they couldn't play. But let's say you took two bad teams, and they were playing in the NBA Finals. Detroit and uh, the Rockets. Okay, playing, and yeah. Like... And, and then you might go, well, that's because of the bubble. 
you know, that neutralized everything, and, you know, the best teams aren't going to win here. Two teams, clearly an anomaly, yeah. right? Yes. But Miami and L.A., they're two of the best teams in the NBA. And because they played in the bubble, you know, there's validity to that. And there should be. It's because it's LeBron James. Any other team wins in the bubble, it doesn't feel like you're going to go, yeah, but. You're going to be like, if Jimmy Butler had won, we'd be like, hey, hey, you got to count it. It's in the bubble, but he beat LeBron. We go out of our way, it feels like, or the media does. How do we use this, get LeBron in a conversation here? And that's not really a title. You want it in a, Michael Jordan never won one in a bubble. Like, okay. Yes, Todd. But all the teams were under the same situation. They yeah. all had to deal with the same circumstances. It's not like those different COVID protocol and the, the Lakers and Heat had a chance to play home games in their cities and then go to the bubble for the other games. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. All right. We've got some phone calls coming up here. Uh, Graham in Reno, Nevada. Hey, Graham, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, 6'4", 210, first time, long time. So I, I had an opportunity to present itself yesterday. It's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my anniversary, and I remembered, but the missus forgot. So my question is, do I kind of bank this, you know, get-out-of-jail-free card and save it for a rainy day, or... Should I maybe double down and try and persuade the, the missus, you know, hey, you know, we don't have to get each other anything for our anniversaries moving forward. How many just, How many anniversaries? Number two. Oh, my God. She, she forgot the second one? Red flag. Graham. <laughs> Red flag. Graham, run. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. This, I mean, no, 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 no. No, no, of course. No, no. Don't run. I mean, run, run to embrace her. Yes. Don't run. bank this one too long, buddy. I don't think you're going to get too many chances <laughs> yeah. to use it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Paulie. Yeah, Graham, I'm going to warn you, you can't bank this. You know, if you a year from now decide to forget your anniversary on purpose yeah, don't and, and think you have a hall pass, you do not. And get her a gift. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. I got her flowers. So I was like. You know, I got her flowers and a card and chocolate. You know, I, I remembered, and I was I honestly was on my way to forgetting, and then I got the calendar reminder. So, um, How about that? You know what? Hey, try that. Why don't you say, you know, hon, uh, how about a hall pass for me? Now, you like, you do I mean, you, you have to define hall pass because there's a movie that was out, hall pass. Then this could be just, I get a get out of jail card, I get to play golf or something, or maybe uh, do something with the guys. Yeah, get get drunk at a wedding and well, make a fool of myself. I don't, no, 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 we don't need that. Yes, Eaton. It is an opportunity, though. To The door has been opened to say, <laughs> we don't need to do this moving forward. It's okay. We know that we love each other. We don't have to. And then when you do, now the ex- expectation is like you just get something little and nice, and it's not a big deal. It's just like, yeah, no, it's cool. We just, we just... Celebrate it the way we do. You know what? That door is open. Graham, call me back in a year, okay? <laughs> Can you remember? Let us know how single life is. Yeah. I mean, your your wife might not remember, but I want you to remember to call me back in a Hopefully year. Hopefully you don't get cleaned out. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Prenup, Graham. Prenup. All right. Thank you, Graham. Second anniversary. I, I know. I, 
I mean, I'm coming up on 37. If it was like seven, maybe somewhere in that, you know, 13 or something, you're like, yeah, I don't know. Seven year itch. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. (laughs) Red flag. I don't think there's a two year itch there for uh, Graham's wife. (laughs) The two year, oops, I forgot, is rarely cited. It's guys always forget, women don't forget. Because then, you know, you you want her to say, you know, I for, it's not a, it's, every day is our anniversary. That that would be how I'd spin it. Every day is our anniversary. Two? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like you may get to the first one, and then after that, oh, it's just skipped my mind. Well, I did buy my wife our first Christmas a blender. So, mm. you know, but I learned. Like, I'm really good at giving gifts now. But I was not good before. Yes, yes, Paul. Did you try to talk away? I like it's symbolic. It's about us being together and we're blending. Of, yeah, we're blending. Family. Blending. We're one. Yeah, we press the blending. button. Blending. We yes, go. Yes, we're blending. My mother would say, "Because you two are a good mix." Oh, that okay. A little dad humor by your mom. Yeah, Jude, that would be a big one. All for right, me. I like that. You know, the number one. I don't know if this is the number one trending story yesterday, but it was one of the more popular trending stories. And it had to do with Robert De Niro is going to have or had another baby. He's 79, and I think his girlfriend might be in her 40s. And this was trending yesterday. Yes, Paulie? Here's a hypothetical for you guys. Again, hypothetical. Let's say for some reason you found yourself at 70 years old and not married. Mm. You are a single man again for whatever (laughs) reason. You get a girlfriend or wife who's 30 years younger than you. And she says, I've never had children. I would love to have a baby. You're 70. You're well off. You're successful. Mm -hmm. You're retired. Mm -hmm. All is going well financially. Mm. And your 40-year-old wife says, I want to have a baby. Your answer would be? Sure. Easy. A quick sure? Yeah. I mean, if I love her. Yeah. Marvin, what was that answer again? I wouldn't do that at 40. I don't (laughs) want any more kids now. Okay, but you don't love love like I do. I love like. I love kids too. <laughs> oh, I love kids. I love like. No, you don't. You you got one kid, and I said, "How about another one?" Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, it was it was a little bit a little bit more than that. Yes, but... it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I can't say exactly what you said when he was like, "Hey, you're gonna have another kid?" Bleep. Nope. Yes, yes. He... Well, people think that just because you have a kid, that means you like kids. You might like yours, <laughs> but the rest of them are kind of useless. Yeah. Yes, Todd. And I know you want to make the wife happy there, but the, there is something to be said for how fair is that for the child? You can't exactly run around your your grandpa age. You can't do a lot of things that dads would normally do if you had that kid 30, 40 years before. Yeah. Well, at least they'd be born, though. To each his own, you know. It depends on the situation. In my 70s, if I'm still killing it, yeah. You know, doing damage, yeah, sure. What? <laughs> if, I, if I fell in love with... Uh, you know, someone like Jessica Alba. <laughs> That's a callback. That's all that is. It's a callback. Or Cheryl or Crow. Cheryl Crow. <laughs> That's a callback. Yes, Paulie. I think I'd do it. You know, you got more time. You don't have to go to work every day. 70 years old, having a little kid around the house. It would probably be a pleasure, I think. What? No, what? I'm, I'm wrong, am I? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, you can get a puppy. Yeah? Yeah. Get a puppy. I mean, that's probably what I would say first. I'd like to have a baby. How about a puppy? Uh, (laughs) Neither one of those sound appealing. (laughs) Gotta admit. Uh, The kid gets to like three or four. They can get your beard, your slippers. Okay. 
Yeah, but you don't want your wife taking care of, like, two babies. Like, you and the baby. <laughs> Double diaper runs? Yeah. Because that's what's on the horizon. Yeah, right it there. is. It, quicker than you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah. No. Is that 79? I'm, I'm going to put my vote in the no column okay, on but, that one. Okay, but De Niro's 79. Like, at some point you have to go, like, how old is too old to do this? 79? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 79 feels Isn't old. Isn't that what we've been talking about? <laughs> well, no, we're just said in your 70s. If you said, hey, I'm, am I 71? Once you get to, like, 75, I don't know. I would I would make him get like a uh, a physical just to see what's going on. Yes, Paul. He he's got movies coming out. He's working on like six different productions. This guy is not retired in any way. Well, he's got to pay for a divorce, <laughs> and he's got to pay for he's got seven kids. Yeah, he's got six movies in production or pre-production. I I remember seeing the quote when he was going through his divorce, where he. Blamed his wife because she spends his money, and that's why he has to do all these crappy movies. <laughs> right? Did you see that quote, Marvin? Dang, that's harsh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's why he did Bad Grandpa. Yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. Bad Grandpa wasn't bad. Was Dirt, a, dirty Grandpa. Put some respect. Oh, Dirty Grandpa. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. It's not like I messed up Goodfellas. <laughs> what? What? The intern with uh, Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh. You know, for a guy who did Raging Bull, like it, like he he did so many Taxi Driver, and then when you see him do these other roles, he had these iconic roles, and it always feels like, man, he's doing that. I saw him at some type of roast on Comedy Central, and they're calling him Aging Bull. <laughs> <laughs> he took it well though. Oh, it's only De Niro can, I'm sure. Seaton does a great uh, De Niro impersonation. Just the look, which doesn't help on radio right yeah. now. There it is. <laughs> let let me hear the. Uh, the, it, it, okay, you kind of you do have to kind of bend your face if you're going to start doing. A, okay. You squint a little bit, yeah. and, and then you know. How do you sound around the corner? Yeah, 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 right. Because <laughs> he just repeats everything. Repeats Maybe everything. Yeah, twice. Yeah, you talking to me? Yeah, you talking? You talking, talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? We'll come back. More phone calls. The uh, Pro Football Focus Power Rankings that'll be coming up, and an hour from now, Kenny Smith from TNT will join us. Take a break. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Simply Safe Home Security. Spring is in bloom. You start to clean. Make sure once you've done that, spring cleaning, Simply Safe Home Security. Enjoy greater peace of mind knowing that your home is monitored around the clock. Trained agents ready to act, ready to defend against break-ins, fires, and other threats. They have fast protect technology, fast response. Only Simply Safe has this. What it does. It enables the monitoring agents to visually verify a threat is real, and then they will send the eyewitness evidence to 911, fast police or fire response. You can control your uh, Simply Safe home security anywhere, anytime. They have the Simply Safe app. No contracts to sign, no hidden fees, no pushy salespeople, and they have uh, financing through a firm. Secure your home today, pay over time in installments that fit your budget. SimplySafeDan.com. Go today. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with interactive monitoring. There is no safe like SimplySafe. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Recapping last night. Sixers beat the Celtics in Boston. They're up 3-2 now. And once again, they're spreading the wealth here with guys who are having big nights. James Harden's had a couple of great games. Embiid has. Tyrese Maxey has. And now they go home with a chance to end the Celtics season. The Joker, 29-13-12. He has 10 career playoff triple doubles. The most by any center in the history of the game. Also, Devin Booker is having a historical playoff. He has 359 points so far in the playoffs. That's most by any player through the first 10 games of a postseason since 1990 when Michael Jordan did that. Also, 71 assists. Jordan and Booker are the only players in NBA history with those numbers through the first 10 games of a postseason. Jordan did it a couple of times. But Devin Booker had another wonderful night. Now, he didn't have one of those... 45-point you know, explosions, but I expected Denver to win, and uh, Joker played methodically great. You just watch, and, and you know what's happening. You can almost bank on what's going to happen. Uh, and DeAndre Ayton has no chance, zero. And you're watching this. The Phoenix Suns know this. And I think if I'm the Suns, I think it's time to go to plan B, and maybe that's not DeAndre Ayton for this next game. All right, we'll get some more phone calls coming up. Steve Palazzolo, our good buddy, Pro Football Focus senior analyst and host of Pro Football Focus NFL podcast. 
And we've got our power rankings coming up for this upcoming season. After the draft, PFF has their power rankings. Okay, where do we get a surprise here with the best teams in football, Steve? I think it's got to be the Browns at nine. You know, so when we're running the numbers on this, there's there's a lot of data that says Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback. And he only played the five games last year. He wasn't great. But I think the Browns have a pretty strong all-around roster. They've done a good job just building depth over the last couple of years. And then it's going to come down to Deshaun Watson. So our numbers still say, hey, there's far more good than bad on his tape even though the good was way back in 2020. So the Browns being at nine in our power rankings, probably the biggest surprise, I think. Give me the team or teams that improved the most and affected their rankings in the offseason. It might be obvious, but the Jets, they're up at six for us. And again, it's it's so it's so quarterback-driven. You know, We have a, a spot on our site that says, uh, not it puts our power rankings together, and then it shows, okay, the quarterback is worth X number of points, basically. So a Patrick Mahomes might be seven or eight points, on say the spread, which of course is going to affect your ranking by about, you know, 15 spots basically for the season. So Aaron Rodgers, you know, going from a Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, uh, Mike White team to Aaron Rodgers, who again may have regressed a little bit last year, but again, you know, there's far more good data for Aaron Rodgers. He's the biggest impact player to move this offseason. So it moves the Jets way up and they already had a pretty solid roster around him anyway. What was the grade on Rodgers by pro football focus last year? I believe he finished in the high 70s, so it was, which was, you know, good, not great. You know, he's a guy that coming off his two MVP seasons, he was in the high 80s, low 90s. So it's from that elite area to just good. Um, obviously, I think with Rodgers, there were other circumstances dealing with the rookie receivers, a late breakout from Christian Watson, losing Devontae Adams. So all of that stuff has to be factored in, I think, as far as context. But Rodgers was good, not great last year. But I think if he was to bounce back, it wouldn't really surprise me, given the, his history. Let's take Rodgers out of the equation. Let's look at the talent with Green Bay and the Jets. Which roster is more talented? I think the Jets have the nod right now. It's it's pretty close. Green Bay had an influx. They had 14 draft picks. I think a lot depends on how well those guys get integrated right away. But if you look at the Jets, their defense got a huge boost last year. Sauce Gardner, the number four overall pick, who was the best corner in the league by our numbers, DJ Reed at corner, who they brought in in free agency last year. So that solidified a secondary that was terrible for years. They're loaded on the defensive line, the Jets. They're rolling seven or eight deep with guys that can rush the passer. It's going to come down to offensive line health, I think, for the Jets. They've had, they had a lot of injuries last year and that hurt them, but they've got playmakers. They've got players on both sides. I think the Jets do have a, a slightly better roster than the Packers right now. The least talented roster or rosters can be found where? I think it's Arizona, so the Cardinals, and, and which is why I, I loved their draft. You know, giving up draft picks or get, you know giving up draft position to to look at next year. Arizona is completely depleted on the defensive side of the ball, and maybe offensively, you have Kyler Murray already. He's hurt. He's going to miss time. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins isn't there any longer. So I think it's Arizona, and then fascinating, it's it's the Rams. Really, I mean, the Rams are they they have high end talent. They have Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald. But the Rams' depth is absolutely challenged. So those couple of years that they, quote-unquote, went for it, starting to see what happens there where they're depleted. They need a lot of young players to, to step up. It feels like there's a groundswell, and maybe that's overstating this, that Arizona is going to be bad, and next year they'll be on the clock with the number one pick and maybe the second overall pick. Therefore, how could you pass up Caleb Williams? Could you see Arizona moving on from Kyler Murray after this season? I could see it. I mean, Kyler, it's a little more difficult now that they signed him. It's it's harder to move off that contract and everything. But Caleb Williams, I think a year from now, 
you're going to get Patrick Mahomes comps. You're just going to. I, I know it's unfair. I know we we should never use you know Mahomes or Brady or any of the the you know immediate Hall of Famers as as comparisons. But Caleb Williams has Patrick Mahomes types pl- type of plays. He's a great runner. He has unbelievable arm talent, and he's he's just productive and he's really really good. So a year from now, we're going to be talking about this great prospect at a Trevor Lawrence level. And Kyler Murray, you know, who's coming off of in- an injury, we might see him for only half a season. Yeah, that's going to be a debate a year from now. And I could see Arizona trying to find a way to just bring Caleb Williams in. Do you remember what pro football focus thought about Patrick Mahomes coming out of college? Yeah, so like our, our overall grading wasn't great. You know, if you look at his entire career and you look at the data, nothing said this guy's, you know, future superstar. Now his last season, he did. He did play at an elite level. So I was trying to figure out how do you weigh that with Mahomes, he had quit baseball, which I thought was a factor. Um, and then when we, you know, those were what the, what the hard numbers said. And then what we said from an analysis standpoint isn't different from what a lot of other people said. It was like, hey, the special is there. He needs to learn how to play within structure a little bit better. And the upside is immense. And then he goes to this incredible situation with Andy Reid, with the Chiefs. And if you read everybody's Mahomes scouting reports, weaknesses, working within the pocket, decision-making, Working within structure. It was like he took every weakness and turned it to a strength his first year as a starter. So I think a lot of us had the same analysis on Mahomes, and then he goes to a situation where it was just perfect for his development. Did Pro Football Focus have Mitchell Trubisky rated higher than Mahomes? Come on, Dan. Why do you have to go there? Why do you have to go there? <laughs> yes. Yes, we may have. We may have had uh, Trubisky, Watson, and Mahomes. It was a mistake. It was obviously a mistake, like other people. What, what did I miss, though? Or maybe I didn't miss with Mitchell Trubisky because I would watch him in college, but I never came away going, man, you got to go up and get that guy. Whereas Deshaun Watson did everything you want a quarterback to do. Beat Alabama, win a national title. It's almost like we saw too much of him. And we we love the, man, you got to see this guy. Well, I don't know if Anthony Richardson is, you know, like Mitchell Trubisky. You got to see this guy. So what was it that Trubisky did or didn't do that everybody fell in love with? I mean, looking back, I think there were a lot of concerns about Trubisky, but there was a lot of positives. And I think one of the things that in his camp was the fact that he was a one-year starter. So it depends on how you look at that. As a one-year starter, you think there's more upside. There's more there. As a one-year starter, you could also say, why didn't he see the field earlier at UNC? People yeah. used that for and against him. Um, well, it's I think the same with- thing with Will Levis that makes me nervous. Same thing that, uh, uh, you know, we got a, a few. There's Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. I got to have more of a sample size than one year. Well, it's interesting because, you know, Joe Burrow had more than one year as a starter, but only one year elite. And Kyler Murray was a one year wonder as well, basically, as a guy that was sitting behind Baker Mayfield, sitting at Texas A&M for a little bit. So it, it kind of goes both ways. Um, so I think, yeah, with Trubisky, with, the thing with Watson, too, if you just really dissected his game, it was a lot of like one read and then he takes off type yeah. of stuff, like he changed his playing style in the NFL. And then again with Mahomes, it just felt like such backyard football in the Big 12 where you've seen a three-man rush half the time. It was like, well, this isn't translatable. <laughs> this this will never work, but you just don't you just don't see how special they are as far as wanting to get better in that natural playmaking and I think that's where a lot of us missed back in that 2017 class. And Steve uh, Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus senior analyst. Uh you guys all in on Daniel Jones? No, I mean, I, I think he's I think he's in the middle tier of quarterbacks. I mean, so I, I think we're at a world where there's enough, there's a lot of starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and Daniel Jones is one of them. You know, rewind 10 years, I think it was tough to find a Daniel Jones-level starter. 
you know, Andy Dalton was like this cutoff where people, if you were below Andy Dalton, teams were trading for, you know, whoever. Uh, so I think Daniel Jones is fine. I think he's, is okay. he Dak, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones? Are they on the same level? No, I think, I think Dak Prescott's a, a tier higher than Daniel Jones. I think the one thing that Jones has going for him, I don't think he's as good of a passer as Dak Prescott. I think it's the running ability that Jones has and the fact that the Giants tapped into that. When he rushes for 700 yards, kind of quietly, but he picks up five, six, seven first downs per game, that stuff goes under the radar, and Daniel Jones does that extremely well. So it's not as flashy, but it's effective. That's the one thing I think Jones has. But I don't think he – I think Dak has far more of an opportunity of carrying a passing game than Daniel Jones does at this point in their careers. You're anti-running back in the first round, but two went in the top 15 picks – Mistakes by uh, Detroit and Atlanta? Yeah, I think they're mistakes, but it's also tough to identify them. You know, like B. John Robinson's going to go, and he's probably going to rush for 14, 1,500 yards. He's going to have 12 touchdowns, and it's going to look like a win. You know, Saquon Barkley went number two, and he won Offensive Rookie of the Year, and everybody's like, look, pick justified. <laughs> uh, but it it comes down to the wins and losses, right? The Falcons already had a top three or four rushing attack last year with fifth-round rookie Tyler Algier. Yeah. They have the best running back room in the NFL. Does that actually matter in today's NFL? I don't know. But I don't know if we're going to feel it because the Falcons got so much better across the rest of their roster. It's not like they're going to win four games and we're going to say, see, you shouldn't have taken B. John Robinson. It's more about the opportunity cost of other positions. So, um, yeah, I think they're mistakes over time as far as winning games. Um, but I get how you can fall in love with the players. Nothing against B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs. Um, the Lions won, same thing. I don't know if you're going to feel it. I think their roster is so much better. They had four, uh, five picks in the top 60 or so so you know they're going to be better this year but i think over time you'll feel it a little bit more because of the opportunity cost of other positions that they could have brought in i would love to see Bijan robinson use the way debo samuel is i'd love to have him get 800 yards and 90 catches i'd, I'd like to have that advantage there where i'm not you know going to give him the ball and just pound him but i would be able to have those strategic matchups uh, you know christian mccaffrey debo samuel that kind of situation and, and I had a scout tell me, you know, he's got unbelievable hands, and I wouldn't use him as a primary back. He's just a, I would just have him as a weapon. His position is a weapon and use him accordingly. He is that good. I mean, you see, there's plays on film where he's running the seam and adjusting to off target passes as a receiver. The one caveat to that, though, when Debo Samuel, who is really a wide receiver, the defense calls him a wide receiver. When he lines up into the backfield, that breaks defenses. You have to bring a corner into the box. You have to, you have to just change your, your run gap fit, your, your run fits and all that stuff. Running backs don't have that type of mismatch ability as much as, say, a Debo, who's a receiver by name treated as a receiver and then plays running back. So it's it's a it's it's similar, but there are some differences where I think Debo has the advantage. Don't be a know it all, Steve, okay? I'm sorry. It was a good idea, Dan. It's a good idea. Once That's again, you... Mitchell Trubisky, you guys love Mitchell Trubisky, all right? We've all grown and learned. <laughs> Hey, good to talk to you as always. Thank you. We uh, always appreciate Pro Football Focus. That says Steve Palazzolo, the uh, senior analyst there, co-host of Pro Football Focus NFL podcast. Yeah, when you go all in and you have, you know, those opinions and then those opinions just stay there. And somebody goes, oh, let's look back on what your opinion was. And, you know, I've had opinions where you're going, gosh, I hope they forget about that. But then there are other ones where, God, is he going to remind us again that he thought this? Yes, Paulie. I wonder, it's almost redundant. Like, like Mitch Trubisky, he plays, he basically played one year as the main starter, 30 touchdowns, six picks. He did nothing wrong in college. Like, there's almost no bad tape to show because it's such a small sample size. 
Remember guys like Achilles Smith way back in the day, they had that breakout year, or Mark Sanchez at USC, one great year, and you get out while you're still hot, there's nothing to nitpick. Yeah. I just, I I don't want to take a quarterback who's played one year. And we see it. Um, And then, you know, you got to factor in, Will Levis couldn't start at Penn State, starts at Kentucky, was good that one year, you know, last year not as good. I know he's banged up. Anthony Richardson, that's the one where you go, why aren't you dominating every game? And then, you know, Dan Orlovsky said, well, do you see his wide receivers? Okay. Did anybody bring up Will Levis's receiver? Like, how many times do we do this? Where you go, hey, have you seen his receivers? All right, you're at Florida in the SEC. I think you have decent talent there. But Anthony Richardson's fascinating. And, and the things that I've heard uh, from a source is how he handles himself preparing. Like, he, he wants to be great. It's, it's sometimes when you have that much athleticism, you, you're like, uh, I can get by on natural ability. Like, this was my criticism of Kyler Murray. I think he's always been this elite talent. I don't know if he's ever put in the time to accompany elite talent. And, and when you see that happen, that's where you, you get guys like, you know, Jordan or Isaiah Thomas. Like, they put in the time, and then on top of that, being great players. Uh, Brady, you got to put in the time. But he didn't have the athleticism. Mahomes had the athleticism. We just didn't know if playing against Big 12 defenses – and him just having fun in the backyard, if that was going to translate. But you go and Andy Reid's your head coach. You already got talent there. You sit for one year, and now all of a sudden you're the best quarterback in football. Yeah, Paul. Anthony Richardson of Florida is fascinating because remember we came in that day, I think Florida, Utah, that really good game to start the season, and Richardson had three touchdown runs and 100 yards rushing. We were going, <laughs> he's a September Heisman guy, September Heisman. and and But the month of, Flor- uh, month of September – he had zero touchdown passes and four picks. Yeah. He ran the ball great, but then he finished really well. The last four weeks of the season, he had 10 touchdown passes and two picks in his last four games. Florida's already out of it. They're out of the national title picture. So we talked about it, but as a passer, his last four games were really good at Florida. And I'm rooting for him because you want to see somebody take advantage of that athleticism and you know get him running with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, they could, they could be a whole lot of fun. And that's always a division where you feel like it's up for grabs every single year. All right, let me take a break. We'll uh, come back. More phone calls after this. Think of TireRack.com, okay? Because, well, why not? There's no other place to go for tires, in my opinion. Love the people there. They have their own test track. They push the tires to the limit. They give you then that information. They share the results with you. They also have the easy-to-use tire decision guide. It's a personalized tire recommendation, and it only takes a couple of minutes. So they'll tell you, these are the right tires for how and what and where you drive. When I ordered my tires, I said, this is what I drive. This is how I drive. And then they said, we got the perfect tire for you. They ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. And uh, putting tires on takes less than an hour. Also, mobile tire installation is available in a lot of areas. We experienced this last year. They bring the tires to you, brought them to the man cave, installed them on site. TireRack.com slash Dan. You can see the Vredestein tire results, all the great tires they have. Once again, TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app 
at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Update the poll results if you can, Seton. I sure can, Dan. Uh, we switched over to the NFL for this hour. Uh, which would you be cool with? Uh, move a team to Europe, move the Super Bowl to Europe, or actually not the Super Bowl, but a Super Bowl. Uh. Both or neither. Do you want to guess how this one's doing? No. <laughs> Right now, uh, 78% of the vote is neither. Yeah. None of them. Keep them all here. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get it. You want global expansion, but at what cost? Yeah, Paul. I found a couple articles from uh, last year where Tottenham Hotspur is preparing a 2026 Super Bowl bid. Right now, the 2026 Super Bowl has not been announced for a location. And these are all European outlets reporting this. I can't find it reported anywhere in America. Hmm. But a handful of places reported that. A bid is being prepared for a Super Bowl. That doesn't mean that's a long way from getting it. Yes, you. Does the Super Bowl destination really matter? Um. Well, your average fan doesn't get the opportunity to go. Right. Um. 
I, I think it may be just you know symbolic that it's it's ours and you want it to, to stay ours. Um, it, it doesn't matter to me, if, you know, where the game is played as long as it, it's a good game. God, there have been so many years that I went to Super Bowls and the games weren't good. And if you would have said, hey, if we put this in uh, London and it's going to be great, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm fine. But I, I get it. It's ours, and you want to keep it ours. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to ex. I don't need to export everything. Yeah, Paul. I know the NFL wants global expansion or at least European expansion. Yeah. I wonder if it's worth the heat. A Super Bowl in London. Just imagine it was announced this morning. It would take over for the next week of our show. And, and the sentiment would be out of hand anti A lot of anti-NFL sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see. But the, the NFL is a league that makes no shame about doing things for the highest bidder or the most money, right? Yeah, them in the Olympics. The, the the Olympics has no problem taking any money from China or Russia. Right, right, right. But the NFL, for the most part, I mean, Roger Goodell's main success is look how much money he's made. Yeah. Um, not personally. That's also a tremendous achievement. But for the league, yeah. uh, we're to billions and billions and billions of dollars. Why then would it be a problem or surprising at all that they did the same for the Super Bowl and sent it to the highest bidder? Well, normally, I mean, it's not the highest bidder. It's the team that has the stadium. If you build a stadium, it feels like they reward you. Uh, what Tennessee's going to have a new one. Uh, Buffalo's going to have a new one. Is Carolina going to have a new one? Weren't they building one but then had to shut it down? Didn't that get ugly? I think that was a practice facility they were working on. Oh, oh. Carolina. Yeah, it feels like. I wish that they would just do a rotation of three or four cities. And the same thing with the Olympics. That you just have two that you alternate winter and two you alternate summer. But they're not going to do it because they do go to the highest bidder. The Super Bowl is not the highest bidder. It's that you build a new stadium, we're going to reward you. Yeah, Paul. When does the Super Bowl kick off in, a, in USA Eastern time, about 6.20, yeah. sound right, 6.20 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. If there was a Super Bowl in London. It'd be 11. So that would be like, let's say they started it at 8 o'clock London time. They pushed it as far back as they can. That would be. Yeah, but then that's 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. And you want that US time. that pregame. You know, they sell a lot of ads, so a lot of would, commercials. It would bump the Super Bowl up at least three hours in America. I think if you had a 4 o'clock start and you started over there at 9 and then you got done at around new, uh, midnight, um, and then get, give everybody Monday off. Monday's an official holiday. Who's in favor of that? Yes. <laughs> okay, who has a problem, though? Let's say, you know, London is in the queue for a Super Bowl. Look at you. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, all right, all right. Anybody have a problem if they play the Super How many do they seat at Tottenham? Didn't they just build that stadium yeah, recently? Yeah, that's pretty new. Yeah. Okay. They would probably have it at Wembley because you could have more. But what do they have? 50, 60,000 for. Uh, 60, Tottenham is uh, just about 63,000. Okay. Wembley is 100. Yeah, Paul. I don't think it would bother me. I mean, if, and a casual fan, like you said, is not attending the Super Bowl. I could see the nationalism and the, our sports being exported, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think I'd be that bothered for real. If you said it was going to be a great game. Then I'm fine with that. 
But there are people who, you know, probably jingoism, you know, it's more important to them of keeping this is ours and why are we sending it there? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I have Wembley at 90,000. OK, so it's significantly bigger. Yeah. You know, the, the president of UEFA recently caused a big controversy when he said that he was open to Champions League finals or like significant Champions League games being played in the United States. Ooh. And people were very upset about that. It's, it's a probably it's pretty similar. I think they might be more territorial in oh, Europe. Oh, definitely, for sure. Than, than we are. For sure. Yeah. I didn't like it when the Yankees opened up, you know, opening day in Japan. I'm like, you, you don't, you can play a, you know, spring training game over there. You know, it doesn't have to be, well, this is real. Now I'm going to go see it. Or it's not real. I'm not going to go see it. But it, it's all about marketing. It's all about expansion. Marvin? Now it wouldn't bother me not one bit. Okay. Todd? No. Would you have a problem with the Super Bowl being in another country? I would not. Okay. All right. And Todd's bothered by everything. Yes, he is. Yeah. I could wink at that one. You can wink. Because if people, if the average person doesn't care where it's played, and us in the sports media get a chance to travel the world a little bit and go to places we may never have gotten, I think everybody wins them. Yes, Mark. Todd said words out of my mouth. Oh, he did. Yeah, he really did. Okay. Are we going, most importantly, if it's in London? Uh, Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) Let's get to Ireland first. Damn, I love my life. Yeah. Final hour coming up. We'll check in with the Celtics, the season on the line, and Kenny Smith, NBA on TNT, will join us. Final hour on this Wednesday coming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.